Hello and welcome back to Weeb Cafe. I'm Claire, that's Chris. Today we are giving our first ever anime review. This anime is called Angel Beats. We watched it all in one week, relatively. There were 13 episodes. And now we're going to give you our honest opinion. We're going to start off with an overview about what what is the premise of Angel Beats. Chris, would you like to would you like to give a summary? I I can try. Um basically it is dealing with the afterlife. It's like a purgatory essentially. A lot of people I guess teenagers have died and they're in this like weird school setting at the afterlife. And then there's a group of them who decide they want to just fuck shit up basically. I don't know. It's really fucking weird. And I was really confused for like half of the anime anyways. Yep. That's a, that's basically it. That's all you need to know that. And that there's a lot of pain. So much pain. pain. Oh my God. Wow. I've heard about this anime before from several people and I was always told that the ending hurts but goddamn it really hurts (laughs) they really they really said pain because the first a good like half of the anime half of the season goes by and you're like okay you know what I'm on board nothing like really that sad happens and you're just like I'm into it I'm into it and then oh man it's very comedic too like the first half of it is super comedic and they kind of sprinkle in past trauma but other than that like it's really comedic and then you hit the halfway point and it's like no more funny business fuck you yeah it was episode 10 was when it got when i literally cried i was in the parking lot on my break at work and i was just sobbing i told you that episode was gonna wreck you you told me and i was just like nah i can handle it i couldn't handle it so who who's your favorite character chris out of everyone oh god um low-key like hinata but also yuri the little pink-haired girl got me too but i think that's partially because she really reminds me of my girlfriend oh (laughs) or not yuri yui yui is her name she reminds me of Jalitza. And it's Jalitza's brand also, so I was like, oh, fuck. Jalitza could totally voice Yui. Oh my god, she would have so much fun. I also really like Hinata, because he's cool. But Odonashi got got my heart. He got me. Oh, baby. And also Kanade, or Angel. Like, oh, yeah. At, but only at the end. At the end! At the end! <laughs> only the last couple episodes i was like shit okay so overall non-spoilers what did you think of the anime i liked it i'm i don't think i'm ever going to watch it again (laughs) it was nice but it's not something i'm gonna be like "Mm, i'm having a bad day let me go watch angel beats i don't think it's something that i'll ever really come back to but it did leave a very good impression because they built the world up like so quickly like in the first episode you really just kind of understand what this is and they developed on it 
So they pushed forward and they add more and more stuff as the anime went on. And none of it was very outlandish until the very end. And they kind of lost me at the end, which is something we'll talk about. But uh, that's kind of a spoiler. But they really built it up. And I really believed that the world was pretty structured. And I really do appreciate that in an anime. And it didn't really feel like anything was super rushed or weird. Well, there's that one plot thing at the end. But, like, other than that, the first half of the anime was very solid and they didn't make it feel like they were just throwing things at you because they wanted to. Like, everything they incorporated had a bigger meaning to the bigger picture of the show. I mean, I agree with you. I overall really liked it. Probably won't watch it again because that shit hurt. But... I did like it, and I can see why a lot of people like it as well. Okay. Here, let's, uh, so you took some notes. Uh, go through your notes. Like, read them out loud? Yeah. Maybe spoilers. I don't know. I'm just gonna say, um, maybe just don't listen to this. Like, cut out of the podcast now if you haven't watched Angel Beats and you don't want to be spoiled. Um, because some of these are probably gonna be spoilers. <laughs> so my first note says, what the fuck is this anime? War in the afterlife. Kyo, what are you doing in this anime? <laughs> Blue hair, glasses, my type with the hard eyes emoji. Someone get this man some clothes, please. School rock band. The one kid speaking in English. Oh my god, yes. Damn, these traps really picking them off one by one, LMAO. Uh, Yuri's backstory, ouch, just ouch. This shit is wild, like, why even? The replay of everybody hitting the ceiling. This show really knows how to make you laugh and then delivers a gut punch. Goddamn, Otonoshi's backstory. A place for souls to enjoy their youth. Honestly, the meaning behind this afterlife is beautiful. Yuri and Hinata, I'm crying. Fuck this anime for messing with my emotions. This so much. There's no way Angel is human. Their little graduation ceremony. Goddamn this show with its sad happy ending. The ending scene after the credits. They better just have ended up together in the next life. Seriously, that was some Darling in the Franks shit. How they ended it. Have you seen Darling in the Franks? I've seen part of an episode and I was like, nah fam. It ended very much like Darling in the Franks to me. Although I've heard like the second half of Darling in the Franks sucks ass. Oh, it does, because it makes no sense. <laughs> okay, okay. See, that's another reason why I will never watch it. It doesn't make any sense. It's very cute, it's adorable, it gets weird, and then it doesn't make any sense. Alright, so what do your notes say? I'm intrigued. Alright, my my notes, I'm not going to read all of them, because they were pretty long, but uh, you die and you're stuck in high school, that's my actual nightmare. Is this guy just straight up American? <laughs> I, and then I got some, some quotes from the English guy where it's just, I'll give you a little kiss. And that kiss you! This is some Indiana Jones shit. Feeling some gay vibes from blue-haired guy, Hanada. What the fuck is this? Oh, so the American guy can speak Japanese. Damn, Yuri Pink Girl got a lot of trauma. I didn't know Wolverine was in this anime. I don't know who I'm talking about. I think you're talking about Angel with her her claw things. Yeah, 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 that thing. Oh, so this was from episode three. Was that a castle in the sky reference? Was that a Howl's Moving Castle reference? What reference are you referring to? They had like a, there was like a 
kind of like a dream sequence or like how they were imagining like the layer and it was one where there was like this castle that was on a cloud and it looked like the thing from castle in the sky and then there was another thing where it said it was talking about angel's lair and it had just the the moving castle from Howl's moving castle <laughs> i don't remember that yeah english guy reminds me of a viner don't know why i wrote that he reminds he gave me kaminari vibes i'm not even gonna lie yes oh my god yours wow pink girl weird i'm talking about yui she reminds me of that girl in high school who would steal a boy's hat and wear it around why you gotta come for me like that okay <laughs> yeah why you gotta come for me like that oh my god okay so episode five is the one where they're taking they're taking the test and i said what the fuck j michael tatum is ripped oh yes there if there's this if there's a character that has dark hair and has glasses uh, his name is forever just j michael tatum to me if he has dark hair and glasses he's just my type except for uryu and bleach apparently he's not my type but he's grown on me takamatsu is his actual name not me simping for the new president now Naoi Ayato Naoi he kind of reminds me of Sasuke <laughs> oh my god stop Jesus Christ that's a sad ass childhood very Sasuke uh, stop and then I love Odonashi he is best boy my favorite character there, is there gonna be a love triangle with Naoi now between Naoi and then Hinata and then Odonashi because both all both of those guys were on his dick now he really went from villain to simp real quick. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. This show really said trauma. How are they gonna switch from pain to a nice fishing trip with a title card? And then I'm talking about, I think I'm talking about Oronashi in, in Kanada. Kanade? Angel. And I say, that's cute. Heterosexual, but it's cute nonetheless. <laughs> Heterosexual, but it's cute nonetheless. I'm screaming. And then I was like, um, what the fuck? Because Angel went, like, it was Evil Angel for a second there. So I was like, wait, what? And then, this is all in caps. What has this anime turned into? This is so dark. Motherfucker, he just died as they were rescued. It's his backstory. I knew that was gonna happen. I was like, they're gonna break through when he dies. Mm. LOL, the game is now Let's Unlock Our Friend's Trauma. Um, Angel's growing on me. Okay, I'm not heartless. The wrestling thing was very wholesome and cute. Wow, I got sad. I'm crying in the parking lot right now. That really, uh, that really said my type of stuff that would make me cry, which is just people accepting that you love them. The, the random English words make me very uncomfortable. Because <laughs> they don't make sense to the situation either. They really don't. Alright, and then it's just pain i didn't even take notes the last episode um just because i was just like but basically the ending was adorable it was adorable and then it was sad and then it was just pain and then you're just like is this it yes that's all you get let's talk about some of the questions that we have so the one question i have that was never answered and i'm still fucking confused they are convinced that Kanede is an angel. Until the very end, and then they realize she has a soul. But if she is technically a trapped soul, then 
why is she able to do these powers and things and nobody else is? Is it maybe just because she's been there for so long? Mm, I don't know. Because she doesn't necessarily act like everybody else acts either. Yeah, but she's also kind of weird because she doesn't have... She has Odonashi's heart for some reason. That explains he was the donor for her. <gasps> what? In the end. Did you miss that? That was the whole last scene before she disappeared. Well, no, I, I got that, but I didn't put two and two together. He just said, oh, I have your heart. and Or she said, oh, I have your heart. No, she she physically got his heart after he died. Okay, but that means, then how was she there before him? See, that's what I was wondering. I don't think this particular afterworld sits on a linear timeline. Oh. Everybody can come from any time period and end up there. Because obviously he died before she did. But she was already there before he was. So maybe it just took longer for his soul and transport to get there. I don't know. That's true. Because he went through something where all of his memories were forgotten for a hot second. Normally that's because of head trauma is what somebody said. But then they mentioned something else. There's like something else that can cause that to happen. And maybe it's because part of him was donated to another person. Maybe that plays into why he didn't have his memories in the beginning. Like, I have a question that kind of fits with yours. And who the fuck is the programmer? Who's the programmer? And how... Because maybe, maybe Kanade was chosen? Because they can program anything because they can program the the npcs to turn into those shadow things so who's the programmer i.e is the programmer actually god and why did he choose kanade to be the angel and who on earth can you just who is the guy who is the guy who is in the computer room with yuri i don't know. I was so confused. Literally, his name on the wiki page is the AI. I didn't know if he was talking like in the third person because he's like, the programmer has been here since day one. And I'm like, are you talking about yourself? Also, we just never know who the programmer is. So wiki says the AI, the mysterious artificial intelligence of the second computer room that Yuri encounters while on her quest to defeat the shadows in episode 12 from destroying the afterlife so basically not much is known about him according to him he states that he was simply obeying the rules which means that he had been programmed most likely by the programmer to keep watch over the computers and watch how much love is in the afterlife when love begins to manifest in the afterlife he most likely activated the shadow program to begin wiping out all of the humans who are in the purgatorial world the triple s so the programmer it says is an unknown student that Yuri learned on her quest to defeat the shadows in episode 12. The AI that she encountered tells her of a human who long ago turned himself into an NPC to await the minuscule chance that the girl he fell in love with would reappear in the afterlife. He is referred to as the programmer as he was the one who made the NPC to shadow conversion program. Okay, so we might have seen the programmer and we might have not. I think they just want you to leave it up to that and like be like, it could have been anybody, any of these other NPC players. And for some reason, 
Okay, so they explained that the programmer was, like, waiting for the love of his life to get there. For the off chance that she would end up there. But when other people started experiencing love, then he was like, Nah-uh-uh, if I can't have love, no one else can. Is that what happened? Is that why everything started kind of, like, freaking out? Because once Odonashi came in, the world started... Well, I think... Part of what it is, because I did mention this, um, the AI tells Yuri this, that Otanashi was never supposed to come to the afterlife. Like, he somehow got in on a glitch, which I guess is the same way the programmer ended up there. Like, apparently he, they weren't supposed to be there either. Yeah, and he didn't, there's also like this big thing of why didn't Otonashi leave? after he remembered his memories i personally think it's the power of love because he just needed to be with kanade and i also do think that maybe also like his purpose because even though the programmer uh odonashi wasn't meant to be in there i think he needed odonashi to get to help move everyone needed to move on even though well so the thing with it is is you need to come to terms with your last regrets or whatever that you have lingering before you can essentially move on and i think the reason otanashi is there till the end is because that was his whole like purpose after his sister died is he just wanted to help people and so he could see that this whole group this group of students was completely just like going against the grain and not doing what they're supposed to do to fulfill that regret and so him being there helped eventually getting everybody to move on and accept their trauma and shit did we find out how hinata died i think it was an od okay because after he you know lost the game that one kid comes up and says, here, take this. So I'm assuming he had a long drug addiction and he OD'd. Okay. I do have to say, the one thing I was excited about when they started showing us the background stories, I was like, oh, we're going to get to see everybody's backgrounds. And we didn't, which makes me sad because I was really intrigued on how certain people ended up there. Specifically Axeman, who was in love with Yuri. Yeah. Like, we didn't get anything from him. No, he, like, disappeared for half of the show anyways. Yeah, and also Eerie, Eerie, the Sheena, who was just, like, balancing a broom on her finger for, like, a whole episode. I was just like, how did you get there? I also really kind of wanted to know how Yuri died. I feel like she killed herself. No, no, she didn't, because she said that no one here killed themselves in, like, the second episode or something like that. Because that's what, that's what Odonashi thought is that everyone here is unfinished business because they because they committed suicide. It might not have been a super intentional suicide, like, you know, shooting herself or jumping off a building, but it could have been, like, depression and, like, knowing that it was her fault. I mean, it wasn't really her fault that her three siblings died. You know, like, not eating, not sleeping, you know, because that takes wear and tear on your body. Yeah. So I feel like it probably has something to do with that since that's some, like, really traumatic shit. Ooh, okay, okay. So 
Angel Beats fandom, the manga reveals that Yuri died by being hit by a car while waiting at a bus stop. So there's a manga? Yep. I'm like, I want to read it, but like, also, I don't want to go through that trauma again. The last episode, or mainly the last part of the last episode, where everyone has moved on, everyone's graduated from the afterlife battlefront, which I definitely kind of want, like, I want a patch that I can put on a jacket that says, like, afterlife battlefront on it, because I think that's really cool. Um, and, but, so everyone's graduated except for Oronashi and Kanade, and she's telling him that she has his heart, which now that you have pointed it out to me, that makes a lot more sense. I thought it was a metaphor thing, which is why they're connected. And he just tells her that he loves her. And he's like, you know, we could just stay here and help other people who get trapped here. We can help them. And Kanade just says, like, it's it's time for it's time for me to go. Like, we've done what we can and don't want to be here anymore. She also doesn't say it back because which just which irks me. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it when that happens. Um, she's like, if I tell you how I feel, I'll disappear. But she disappears anyway <laughs> without saying it. And then Odonashi's just like holding her and hugging her and just telling her that he loves her. And then she's just saying thank you. <sighs> and then and then she disappears. And Odonashi and it ends it ends with Odonashi just crying to himself and you and that just ends and so then I'm scared that he didn't move on and so in kind of the ending credits it's the full battlefront yeah because he disappeared and the ending credits yeah so he was the last one to go yeah but he did go which really I was like I swear to god I because I knew what they were doing if he doesn't disappear I'm gonna be real pissed I'm gonna have to go to the afterlife myself and be like Odonashi get the fuck out it's gonna be okay move on but then they have a an after credit scene where it's like reincarnated kanade is singing the song and oronashi hears it and taps her on the shoulder so they know we were meant to be together it was it was it was sad here's the only thing the only thing that i didn't really put them together as a couple until the end was because I thought she was a replacement for his sister. I thought he was doing all this to save to save her the way that he couldn't save his sister. Which is why I was like, this isn't going to turn romantic. I don't hate that it turned romantic. I think it's cute. Um, but I didn't guess it. If anything, I, I kind of thought that Yuri and Odonashi would have been kind of a thing. I thought so too but then I was like I don't think there's really gonna be any like romance in this show I mean there kind of is but it's not like heavily dealt on in the show yeah it's not and it's not like Odonashi says at the end of the at at the end of one of the episodes where he's like Kanade I want to be with you and and then I was like huh I was like okay it was cute it was fine I didn't overly hate it. They didn't really shove it in your face, which I feel like a lot of animes kind of do and be like, these two characters are meant to be together. Look, we're going to show them 
holding hands and making out. So I do have to say, like, I did put this in my notes that I loved how... <laughs> I should just be in love. I like how this anime, like, lures you into, like, a false sense of security. Because there's, like, all this humor building up within, like, the first six episodes. And they, like, kind of spink- sprinkle, like, trauma in there. But mostly it's, like, a bunch of humor. Like, Otanashi keeps asking Hanada if he's gay because Hanada keeps hitting on him. And then you've got Yui who's just, like, a crackhead doing whatever she does. Yep. But then, like, they still hit you with, like, Yuri's backstory, um, Hanata's backstory, and then you finally, like, later on get Yui's backstory, which, bro, that shit hurt. It hurts so bad, and then Hanada comes out of nowhere and says he'll marry her, and then it does the dream sequence of, like, how they would have met and like i lost it i lost it i lost it i was like why you gotta make me feel something for this bitch now i know it was like they really did the the anime did its best to make you be like oh this bitch so annoying like get out of here and then they they made her a person and it's just She's just living her life because she couldn't live it before. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, if you think about it, once you get that backstory that she was paralyzed her whole life, you understand why she is the way she is because she didn't have any friends. She, like, never went outside. You know, she lived with her single mother who had to take care of her. You know, so now being independent and, like, actually being able to, like, walk and, like, do stuff, like, and be loud and, like, be around other people, she didn't have that her whole life. So, like, also, she doesn't necessarily know how to act around people either, you know? Yeah. Her whole personality is is based off of the stuff that she watched in TV when she was alive. (laughs) God, I was... I was bawling my eyes out. Oronashi's backstory was so sad. So Oronashi was in a train accident or a subway, subway accident where the subway was caved in on both sides and him and maybe like 10 other people were stranded um, inside of a subway tunnel and what was it? They were there for like 10 days. So Oronashi was kind of stepping up being the leader and unbeknownst to everyone else he had some major internal trauma and he was able to survive and help everyone else survive and keep everyone's hopes up for 10 days and then he died literally as they broke through they were literally getting rescued and he died that bitch but also i think one of the most powerful things about that last scene about his past is the fact that right before he died he filled out the donor card on his id and convinced so many other people didn't even say anything they just saw him do it and all these other people were doing it too just in the hopes like even if they died there and they did come through like they could still help somebody out else like after they had gone on And that just shows, like, how much progression he had from when you first see him in his backstory. Because the only thing he cares about is, like, his sister. He doesn't go to school. You know, he's a real big loner type. To where at the very end, like, 
he's back in school, he's studying, like he's cleaned up. He knows like a bunch of medical facts, which makes me to believe he was going to be a doctor, which I assume would have to do with his sister being so sick and in the hospital all the time and being able to like give that treatment to the other um, injuries from the accident and keep morale up. And though, even though he was hurting and he was, you know, dying, he didn't let other people see that. And like, even when the guy, one guy stole like all the water and spilled one of the water bottles, he wasn't like a dick about it and was like, let's kill him. He was just like, oh, that was my share. So it's fine. Like, you don't need to worry about it. Well, I also think that Ononashi knew because he, he saw his, his injury. And I think he knew that he wasn't gonna make it out. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I have watched a lot of episodes of Grey's Anatomy. And uh, <laughs> you, uh, internal trauma can work so fast. Like, it can get you so quickly. And it's just, I think he knew that keeping everyone else alive was his main objective because he knew that he wasn't going to make it. And I think what helped him keep going for so long was the adrenaline that he was producing from I need to make sure everybody else gets out of here like they need to get out of here like he's like I know I'm done for but I still need to make sure they get out yeah and he carries that entire kind of adrenaline into the current anime to like making sure that everyone else gets out and I thought there was going to be some more fighting. I don't know. I kind of thought that there was going to be more resistance against him, especially from Yuri, when he kind of decided that he was going to help everyone move on. But there wasn't really a lot. I think what that plays into is the fact the way that the program for that world is set up is you need to deal with your trauma and your regrets and move on because you can only stay there for so long i think that also plays into why the shadow thing started happening is because they had been there for too long and they'd been resisting for too long and i think adding one more person to that like group of resistance and then getting um kanade on their side just kind of like tipped the scale too far and kicked in this extra program yeah and then I think also, like, we can assume that a lot of the other people in the Battlefront Resistance have been there for a long time. Like, you also gotta know you're tired of reliving high school. Like, even though you don't actually have to go to class or anything, like, you gotta be tired reliving that and just fighting Angel all the time and then dying and then coming back and, like, you gotta get tired of that at some point. Like, you don't want peace, you don't want to go. So, I'm just having, like, a like a question. So, the programmer um, created the world so that he could stay there in hopes to find his lost love. But he also created the angel player, is how Angel has her abilities. So, the purpose of which was to get people to move on. So, it's kind of weird in that the world is set up the programmer created the world and yet does not want people i think it's like a this was never supposed to be a permanent thing like the purpose of the world is for you to live out the thing that you wanted to do and once you do it you get out 
you move on. And I think that the reason like Angel was created to really help that because they sh they go a little bit into into Kanade's backstory, but backstory meaning like when she was in the world when she first started getting like her abilities and how all of her friends kept on disappearing, which makes me think that Kanade didn't always have the angel powers. I think she might have been there a while before maybe the programmer saw like, okay, hey, I'm going to pick this girl and I'm going to give her powers so that when people side with her, then they can move on. So I think that when like she was chosen by the programmer to do that, but that's just my theory. Could be wrong though. I don't know. I don't know. I just know everybody who died was young and the world is set up to be able to like live out like a normal like high school experience because a lot of them didn't get to do that growing up and like through living that like normal high school experience they were supposed to like find their reconciliation with themselves and move on. Because, like, that's what happens with Owasawa. Is, like, you know, all she wanted to do was to be a musician before she died. And she got to live that out by doing the distraction method. But, like, also, like, at the very end of her last set, she plays with the acoustic guitar. And that's all she ever wanted to do. And all she did was sing her song that was just her. So I found a theory. Okay. What, what's the theory you found? So I found someone about how did Kanade die. So it is actually confirmed because she did actually get Oronashi's heart after he died. But she, like, even though she survived a bit with Oronashi's heart, it failed to support her. And so she still died because of a failed heart. But that's not, it's not confirmed. It's not said in the manga or anything like that. I would assume probably. Yeah. Okay, so there's like a little fact sheet on the wiki page for her that it says there is continuity in Kanade's existence. Otanashi's heart was transplanted into her so she would have been alive when he was dead, yet Kanade was already in the afterlife after Otanashi. It might be that Otanashi's soul was wandering around and it eventually ended up in the afterlife, which may explain the huge time gap. Some fans have theorized that Kanade's lingering feelings to thank her heart donor is what brought Otanoshi to the world, even though Otanoshi had lived a full life prior to his death. Oh. That would make sense if she was the reason he somehow ended up there. Yeah. Because I don't think Kanade could have moved on if Otonashi wasn't there. Well, we know all of them wouldn't have, but he wasn't supposed to be there in the first place. So was it was it really a glitch or did the programmer put him in there? Because nothing is an accident. It's a really good anime. I just... <laughs> Goddamn. Goddamn, it hurt. We were like, we were talking to each other, um, like texting each other when we first started this. And all of our texts for hand were like, what, what the fuck? What is this? This is so weird. And then it just, we were like, so many crying emojis were sent. So many gifts of crying, of crying people. I think my favorite thing was, because I didn't want to text you, because I started it, like, that day after we recorded our last episode, um, when we decided this is what we were going to do this week. I started, and I didn't want to text you and be like, 
I don't know if she started it yet. But my favorite thing is when I got a text from you that says, so when are we cosplaying Otanashi and Hanada? And I was like, my God, please. Yes. Yes. You already have, like, you can use the, the wig that you use for Kyo for Otonashi. I would want to get a different one. Really? Because his is more of like a pinky orange. That is true. It's like uh the Mafia wig I used to have from Given. You, you got, you cosplay from given we don't we don't talk about it because i hated it there are like no pictures of him that i sold that wig but i know what color it is so i'd want a wig like that because that's like the perfect color so uh we both thoroughly enjoyed it although we do have a few questions which i think the anime wanted that it wanted the open ending where you still have questions because it's like a slice of life Without being a slice of life. Yeah, it's the weirdest non-slice of life anime ever. But it's good, and I would recommend everybody watch it. But it is sad, and you will cry. You will cry, 100%. If you were ever, especially if you were the... Because I didn't... I honestly, I didn't like... I didn't like Yui until her final episode. And then I was just like, ah, I, I feel myself... In this character because all she wanted all she wanted was for someone to she wanted someone to say that they'd marry her but all that she wanted was someone to love her like for her yeah I was just like <laughs> all right so we are about out of time this week thanks for tuning in and listening to us ramble about angel beats don't forget to hit us up on twitter at weeb cafe podcast you can send us animes you want us to watch or chat with us or whatever we would greatly appreciate it and uh we'll see you next week don't know what we're talking about but we'll figure something out who even knows it's a surprise goodbye <laughs> bye